do this in remembrance of me. Memory, memory is a, a powerful faculty of the mind. Um, in fact, memory was considered in the ancient times uh, one of the four, one of the four faculties of the human body that was considered foundational or, 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 or if you would, uh, supreme in, in, in the mind. Uh, there were, uh, you remember by, uh, instead of Wi-Fi, it's Y-M-I, so it's W-I-M-I, and it's uh, the will, intellect, memory, and imagination. <clears throat> and So the, uh, it's, it's one of those four faculties that, that was considered basically what made a human human. Um, memory is so important. We, we, we sometimes take it for granted until we start to maybe lose it a little bit and we start to forget things. Uh, but but here, here's like, just think about it just for a moment, reflect on, on how important memory is. I mean, memory is we have to learn, remember our name, right? Remember who we are. But remember all our loved ones' names. I mean, it's... It's an awkward moment when we re- meet somebody and we've forgotten their name, right? It's like, and you know the person, and it's like coming, but it's not there yet, and then they've left. And, like, and um, so memory is super important, but it's not just about names. We remember phone numbers. We remember uh, all the knowledge. I mean, imagine if we woke up every day with a blank sheet. And you wouldn't remember anything. You wouldn't remember how to make breakfast. Wouldn't remember. I mean, it's a, it's a devastating thing if, if once memory starts to erode. That's why I think it, it, it's, it's good to reflect on every now. Uh, so memory, we, we remember all sorts of things. It defines in so many ways who we are uh, is, uh, is our memory. Uh, on, the other di- on the other side, there's some things we don't want to remember. I, I mean... Um, you know, there are, there are negative experiences that we sometimes, we deliberately, the brain and the mind deliberately um, puts it aside and doesn't, doesn't process it. Uh, things that are traumatic. Like, you, you're familiar with the, the PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, which is, is all about the, un, uh, the inability to process a traumatic memory. I mean, that's what it is. And, and <clears throat> what happens is it sort of compounds because... Um, they, they, can't, they can't process it, then it keeps reliving itself, and because of that, they have this traumatic distress disorder. There's other disorders that ha- have the same thing. It's all about uh, post-traumatic. Um, you know, the brain and the human body is amazing capacity to deal with, with memories, and, and so every single day, <clears throat> um, every night, your, your, your brain actually processes all the memories of that day in a, in a unique way. Um, and there, for those of you who understand sleep, there's a sleep expert tell us there are, two, there are two different segments for sleep. One is called REM sleep, which you've heard of, and then there's NREM sleep. Both of them are, are super important. They're about a three-hour cycle, each one of them. But the NREM sleep is the time where we process all the memories of the day, and we often, you know, we, that's where we do our deeper dreaming. But they process, and if we can process the dreams or the, the reality that day, then it will come back the next day to process. 
So, because that's what the brain does. It, 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 it categorizes and, and puts them away. It's fascinating to understand. You know, so we've known that that's more modern understanding of how memory works. But we've always known how important memory works. I mean, our ancient forebearers of the faith, the, the Jews, knew how important memory was. I mean, the whole of the Old Testament is a testimony to that memory. They, they wrote down what had happened so that they did not forget. Annual rituals, which they did over and over again, to not forget. There were annual rituals. They were done by the seasons. I mean, we have all these things that we don't forget because memory is important. It keeps alive certain things. Um, Jesus, of course, understands us in an more, even more profound way. Because he, he, um, he comes along and uses one of the more powerful methodologies to commit stuff to memory. It's called parables, right? I mean, storytelling is a powerful way to keep memories alive. And you tell the stories over and over again, uh, sometimes almost without, without a, a, a word difference. And, and, and we do that for a reason, because that memory is important. It serves as an important. I mean, look at, uh, for example, the parables. I mean, even outside of Catholicism or Christianity, some of the parables are well known. For example, the Good Samaritan. I mean, everyone knows the Good Samaritan. We even have hospitals, secular hospitals named after the Good Samaritan. So, so there is a tremendous power behind those parables. Uh, but Jesus uh, went even deeper again. And, and that's what we celebrate today in this feast of the body and blood of Christ. Um, you see, um, this story that we hear in today's gospel, the story of the feeding of the masses, right, is told no less than six times in the gospels. Six times. Now, it's the only story that's told that many times in the gospels. So, so that's a way for us to know, signal to us, signal to us that this is a really important story. This isn't just one of the parables or one of the stories. This is a core story of the people at the time, experienced Jesus. So, so we need to understand and, and spend some time what actually is happening here. Um, because it's told six times, it's important. Now, there's six slightly different versions, and we get that. Today's one we're reading from the Gospel of Luke. And, and there's, you know, there's a five. Now, I could go into breaking this open for a good hour, but I won't. Uh, it, there's symbolism behind the 12 baskets, symbolism by the 5,000, uh, the two fish and the, and the five loaves. Everything has symbolism. They, they're not just accidental. It's a storytelling mechanism to importance of what happened. But at the core of it, this is a Eucharistic story, right? So there was a bread and wine, and there was a bread and fish. Both stories come together in this feast day because this is what is important to us. The bread and the wine became the ritual which we celebrate today. It could have just as easily been bread and fish. Either one could have won out, but the bread and wine is what won out because that's what was understood by the people of that time, of how important it is. But let's not forget the bread and the fish. The bread and the fish was about abundance. It was about there was more than enough for everyone. It was about the social justice teaching of the church, which is that we are called to share, which is what we do every time we come to the table every Sunday. We come to celebrate the presence of Christ. We come to become the presence of Christ to do what? 
to share the abundance of God's love that He's given to us with others. That's the core of the message of the Eucharist. Now, I, again, you, you, I've done five weeks on the, on the, the Eucharist, so I'm not going to try and shortchange the power of the, the message of the Eucharist. But here's what's important for us, is memory is important. So why we come every Sunday is to remember. We tell it over and over again. We repeat this, and we, we repeat becoming what we receive, the body of Christ broken for others, the blood of Christ poured out for us. So that repetition as a community helps us remember how important this event is each and every Sunday. But, but it, that is meant to build on other things that we are called to remember. We are called to remember God in every one, every day of our life. N not just on Sundays. That's a communal celebration that we recall how God worked on our communal presence. But we're called to do it every single day. And so you've heard me say this before, but Ignatius Loyola, the Jesuit founder of the Jesuits, was, was understood the genius of remembering. And so he came up with a prayer called the Examine. And he asked all his Jesuits to remember every single day, and multiple times a day, actually, he required it, but at least once a day that you must pause and write down, because that's a great way to remember, is writing down, where was God present in this day? And, and so I ask you, so not only I'm asking all those at home to come to church and all you to come to church for our communal remembering, but also at the end of each day is to spend a few moments listing off where God's grace broke through to you this day. The three highlights of the day where you, where you found, where you experienced God. It could be in, in the playing of children. It could be uh, uh, watching your mother and your father uh, show affection for each other. It could be nature. It could be a thousand different things. But God is coming to you every single day, comes to every single one of us. If we don't see it, look again, because it's there. Okay? And, and then the third way I, I would like us to do today, which is something, I, I don't know, do you remember when we used to do this? Remember we used to have the photo albums? You printed out photographs. I know it's such an ancient thing, past, but you know, you printed out a photographs. <laughs> you know, photographs, the real ones, right? Right? We used to have the photo albums, and you'd go through the photo albums, and you remember, and you would laugh about what happened that day. Well, today, Father's Day, um, go back through, whether it's through your photo albums or on your phone. Look for pictures of your father. Uh, remember some wonderful events, some go through and, and, and call to memory, call from memory to the present those tender moments of goodness and celebrate them today. Celebrate the gift of God's presence in and through your father, whether your father is alive, whether your father is, is, is dead, or whether your father is alive and, and estranged from you. Remember the good times, remember the goodness that God has put through your life. So, as we celebrate uh, today, um, the United States of America Church has designated today the first Eucharistic revival. Now, uh, revival, they've called it, actually. Eucharistic revival. And, and so, what the purpose of that is to, is to start to come to understand the Eucharist a little bit more. And so, over this next year, we'll be, we'll be sharing with you different ways to come to that memory of how important this event every Sunday is. But again, it's built on the memory of every single day, 
and our family gatherings at home. So today, we, we come to do this in memory of Christ, but we also want to remember Christ in our families and in our own lives, because God is always present in His body and blood that we celebrate because we promise to become what we receive.